0: Due to some language in this episode, listener discretion is advised. An anthology about the bad, the short lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Punisher! Control! Happy before I change my mind! I give you Super Train!
1: Episode 433, submission number 862, The Colbys, a.k.a. Dynasty 2, The Colbys.
2: Wait, so they had the balls to say, this is Dynasty 2. This is the sequel to Dynasty. It's not just a spin-off, It's a straight up sequel.
1: The cheek, the nerve, the gall, and the gumption. The Colbys aired on ABC from November 20th, 1985 to March 26, 1987 for 49 episodes
0: over two seasons. And those two seasons ran for three crack blocks plus one. And we know what a crack block is. It's how many episodes of the Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle show aired. And J.D. Starbuck and school oh and Uncle Crack's block Beat music take it away Bill you may want to take a little bathroom break this is going to take a while hours
2: later. Not as good as the Dynasty theme.
1: Yeah, but, you know, it has all the Bill Conti earmarks there. Alright, before we get into it, I just have to say that this is a birthday present, one of many, to unspoken friend of the podcast, my lovely sister Kesla. Hi! Yeah,
3: my breakfast on Tuesday!
1: And this is being released on a Monday, so...
2: So this is an early birthday present. Yes, it is.
0: Happy 29th birthday, Kiesla.
2: Hold on. Chico, are you going to get her birthday cake at Carvel?
0: I
1: wish I could, but there is not a Carvel in town. The closest I can do is Publix.
2: Oh, well, if there was, I'd say, please visit them. Thank you.
1: (laughs) This is my gift to her because I have not gone to her Amazon wish list yet. (laughs) <laughs> later later Kiesel later we're... okay so she's going to step in for me and give you most of the plot points while I give you sort of the background as to how this came to be who thought this was a good idea and ultimately what happened
2: I want to know who at EDC thought this is such a success, Dynasty. I got a great idea. What if we had a sequel to a television show? Not just a spin off, a straight up sequel. It was a
1: sequel, not just a spin off, a straight up sequel. Yes, it was billed as a spin off. And again, Dynasty in 1984, 85, the number one show in all of television. In an age of opulent soap operas, this was the most popular opulent soap opera. You're talking about Falcon Crest, forget about it. Dallas, no way. Knots Landing. What? No. Everybody was watching Dynasty. I was watching it.
3: All my friends were watching
2: it. You know what everyone wanted to watch? They wanted to see Joan Collins and Linda Evans I get into catfight. They <laughs> wanted to see it.
1: And, which would happen at least once every two
2: weeks. <laughs> and you know what?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is already a great episode. I don't know what Keisel's saying in the background.
3: All <laughs> oh, my friends were watching. It. That was the thing to talk about the next day in school.
2: She's saying how
1: everybody was watching, was uh, buying Soap Opera Digest just to catch up on what was going on on the primetime stuff.
2: That's right, because you had no Hulu. You couldn't keep up with it.
1: So we have the most popular show in all of television, the number one show in all of television. Somebody at ABC goes to Aaron Spelling and Esther Shapiro and says, we need a spinoff. So they take an already existing storyline in Dynasty and they build off of it. And I've got a page open here. From that 401k site.com, which actually went into it. You know that Dynasty premiered in 1981. It was considered the Dallas knockoff because Dallas was already established by that time. And, you know, who shot JR? The classic storyline in all of television. But in the 1984, 1985 season, Dynasty finally overtook Dallas to become the number one show in all of television. So, ABC decided, you know what we need? A sequel. Something to expand and enhance on the story set in Dynasty. The idea was to take the characters of Jeff and Fallon Colby and send them to California, where Jeff could work with his uncle, Jason Colby, who is the head of Colby Enterprises. Here's the thing though Fallon on Dynasty is played by a lovely actress by the name of Pamela Sue Martin. She had already left the show. So she was missing and presumed dead on Dynasty. Fallon Colby would reappear on the premiere of The Colbys as. Sams, who, A, does not look anything like Pamela Sue Martin, and B, is quite British. Now, you would listen to her, and it would be either British or very high American, but they definitely do not sound the same. But that's okay, because we can explain this away. She has amnesia, guys. What? She has amnesia. She is in the desert in full makeup and dress, it looks like, and she's married to a character named Miles Colby, not realizing that he is actually the cousin of her ex-husband, Jeff Colby. Of course, Jeff Colby, who would also be in this series, is played by John James, who is from the original series. A mutual business venture brings the Colbys of California to the Denver mansion of Fallon's father, Blake Carrington, played by the inimitable John Forsythe. So, instead of Denver, we have the Colbys taking place where all rich people problem shows take place. California. California. Los Angeles to be exact.
2: California, the place where y'all ought to be. <laughs>
1: California knows how to party while Dynasty would focus on the Carrington side of the equation the Colby's would focus on the Colby side of the equation where Jeff relocates starts his life anew comes face to face with Fallon finds out about the family way and meets the rest of the Colby's Miles' father, billionaire Jason Colby, played by legendary name Charlton Heston,
3: himself, well.
1: Ben-Hur, and his wife, the manipulative Sabella Sable, Colby played by Stephanie Beecham.
2: Now, hold on. I have a question. Yes. Was there ever a run-in on the Colbys from some damn dirty apes? No. <laughs> oh, well, then I don't care.
1: There were no damn dirty apes, but... There was something even better.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> Movie
1: stars. Not yet. <laughs> okay, so we talked about Charlton Heston and Sable, played by Stephanie Beecham. She, of course, would feature later in uh, future entry Sister Kate. And then there's Sable's sister Francesca, played by Catherine Ross, who is, again, you're hearing a lot of legendary names on this episode. Oh, Keisel, get up here, Keith. Yeah, Keisel, we we want to
2: hear from you. How
3: the France does Sable have a British accent, but Francesca doesn't, and they're supposed to be sisters? Somebody, anybody?
2: You got me. Oh,
3: Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> Swimpool's movie stars. No, <laughs> oh, really. anybody got an answer? Oh, and by the way, here's a tiny little thing that people. Often missed slash forget. Um, the Scott sisters, Sable and Francesca, are cousins to Alexis Carrington Colby.
2: Now, Kiesel, I do like how you gave a little okay. tribute to Donald Pray there with a tiny little thing.
3: Swimming pools, <laughs> movie stars.
2: Okay, so we have all of
1: these legendary actors here. Uh, talk about. We're not even scratching the surface here with all of these legendary names here. Charlton Heston, Catherine Ross, Stephanie Beecham, Jason's sister, Constance Colby, played by the legendary Miss Barbara Stanwyck.
2: Barbara Stanwyck.
1: And then we have the former wife of Jason's deceased brother, Philip, uh, Francesca. We talked about that already. Miles's twin sister, Monica, played by Tracy Scoggins, of course, of the Lois and Clark and the Babylon 5. And their third sibling, Bliss, played by Claire Yarlett, Oh, yeah, I remember. Uh, Known more for this show and less for future entry, Robin's Hoods. What the hell is Robin's Hoods? It's like VIP with a bar, I'm guessing.
3: Never knew that she did anything else except for the Colbys. <laughs> she did
1: something else. <laughs> we also have guest appearances by uh, Adam Carrington, Gordon Thompson, Stephen Carrington, Jack Hrg. Coleman, and Dominique Devereaux, Diane Carroll. But we have some more legendary names I want to bring up here. I, about- I was just getting to that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs>
3: Joseph Campanella! <laughs> no, not
1: Hold yet. on.
2: Wait, did she say Roy
1: Campanella? No, she said Joseph Campanella.
2: Oh, it would have been something if Roy Campanella... That, was I didn't, no,
1: that would be a completely different...
2: <laughs> that would be a completely
1: different situation.
2: Well, yeah, in more ways than one, knowing Roy Campanella at this <laughs> time. <laughs> we're, we're laughing at Roy Campanella. Who the
3: phrase is Roy Campanella?
0: What?! Hold on. Okay, I'm I'm done. I'm leaving. Goodbye. (laughs) No, no. Who's Roy Campanella? Get the hell out of here.
1: Kiesel's not a sports person, guys.
0: I don't care. He's Americana. (laughs) Okay. So, uh,
1: okay. More legendary names here. Joseph Campanella. Talked about that one. Playing a guy by the name of Garrett Boyston. Ken Howard. He was the lawyer, yes, and the White
2: Shadow,
3: and he was in love with Dominique Deveraux, and he was the father of Dominique's daughter.
2: What? <laughs> okay.
3: He, was, um, he and Dominique Deveraux had a child together. Yeah, I remember now. Okay, so
1: there, so there's him, White Shadow.
3: White Shadow, <laughs> White Shadow, had a baby. Now, hold on. Good night,
2: everybody. Hold on. Kiesel doesn't know about Roy Campanella, but she knows about the White Shadow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then perhaps the most legendary name of them all, playing the role of Zach Powers. Yeah, man. Mr. Rourke himself.
3: My friends, welcome to Fantasy Island. Ricardo Montalban.
1: Ricardo Montalban.
3: My friends, welcome to Fantasy Island. You're playing, you're playing.
1: Obviously, ABC got the word down on high. We want you to make this extra. We want you to take the opulence of Dynasty and go absolutely crazy with it.
3: The thing is, with so many high-powered Hollywood Hollywoodites, how did the show fail so miserably
1: that's what we're here to talk about
3: I'm the show, I mean, I
1: really we're gonna talk about that but first you remember all of the bullet points so you're gonna sit in this chair what? No. you're gonna sit in this chair. In the big chair you're gonna sit in the big chair and deliver all of the big plot points you're gonna wear you're gonna wear these
2: headphones you're gonna <laughs> sit in the chair, chair. You're be in
3: it all night.
2: Wait. Do or I have I, to read the descriptions of all the episodes first? Or
1: um, gonna I'm going to read the Google descriptions because okay. they are incredibly short, and there are 48 of
2: them. Oh, good, because we'd be here like five hours. We're going to be here for a while.
1: But, case if you want to talk about the main plot point here, you take these, and you can you can speak into this.
3: Okay. What do I say? Oh, this is all staying in, by the way. What?
0: Never mind.
3: Okay, hold on. Let me shimmy forward.
0: Yay, forward. Shimmy forward. Shimmy 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 forward here. Shimmy shimmy
2: shimmy.
3: Shimmy shimmy shimmy. So what 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 are we doing?
1: Uh, just the main series plot points of the two seasons of the Colbys.
3: Okay, so everything we were talking about in the car. Okay, so uh, so this is what happened. Um, Fallon loses her mind in Denver. And somehow she shows up in California with perfect hair and perfect clothes. And uh, her name is uh, she goes, she she's like got amnesia and she gives herself the name Randall Adams.
2: What kind of crappy ass name is that? I
3: think it's cute. I like it. I mean, right. it's it's very gender neutral. I mean, it's very now.
2: It sounds like she was watching a football game and she heard the names Randall Cobb and Jamal Adams. That's
3: basically what happened. I don't remember the details of how she came up with that name, but it was something like that. She, she saw something. She, kind of associated, I think. she saw something and it sounded good and she needed a name. So you know, Yeah, I
2: might might as well combine the names of these two shitty football players.
3: Bada bing, bada bam, bada boom. Got a name. Okay, so somehow she um hooks up with um uh miles colby and they kind of get have a little thing da, da 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 and they fall in love whatever 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 and then just when things are starting to get good jeff colby shows up and he's like oh my god he calls his father-in-law blake carrington in denver oh my god don't never guess who i just found who i just found Fallon. she's right here in this house but she's calling herself randall adams what do we do And uh, uh, eventually they go kind of around and around and around. And eventually he spills the beans and tells her, you're not Randall Adams, you're Fallon Carrington Colby. You're my wife. Actually, you're kind of sort of my wife because you ditched me on our wedding night. Uh, You ditched me just as we were about to get married. But that would have been our second wedding. So you're kind of my wife, but kind of not.
2: So wait, were they renewing their vows?
3: Uh, they had got, you know, they had gotten divorced and then okay. they had gotten then they were planning to get married again. But Fallon was kind of losing her mind at the time. So she um did a runaway bride. Oh, Next thing you know, she turns up in California. Perfect hair and perfect clothes.
2: Well, at least she looked more prettier than that runaway bride from the 2000s. Remember that?
3: Oh, I'm br- saying Pamela Sue Martin was so ugly. I mean, really ugly, really hideous. Emma Sam's is so much prettier. Had better Google
2: from. Emma Sam's right here. Hold on Emma a minute. Emma Sam's
3: was a lot prettier than Pamela C. Martin. Pamela Sue Martin was oh, ugly, I, like oh, really ugly. Oh, I'm my sorry. God. Oh, she's sorry, not sorry.
2: She is 63 now. Oh, she looks good for 63.
3: Yeah, whatever. I think at some point, if I remember correctly, Miles sort of kind of rapes his wife. And at the same time, not so soon after that, she divorces him and marries Jeff. And guess what? Of course, what happens in every soap opera? She pops up pregnant, doesn't know who the father is, because oh. she had because she had, you know, relations with both fathers. Well, it oh. turns out that in of course, it turned out to be Jeff's baby. Oh, and it- as a as a rebound, uh, Miles hooks up with this girl named Channing. Who claims to not be able to have children. And I don't quite remember something I something, 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 something. And then she turns up pregnant.
2: Oh, everybody's turning up pregnant on this show.
3: Everybody's very fertile on this show. They are some fertile myrtles. Speaking of fertile myrtle, oh, sorry. um sorry. turns out Tracy Scoggins. Monica Colby had an affair when she was a young thing, a sweet young thing. She had an affair with this up-and-coming um, politician named Cash Cassidy.
2: Wait, hold on a second. His name was Cash Cassidy.
3: Of course, a soap opera name. It's perfect soap opera name. it's better than Randall Adams. What
2: a stupid fucking name that <laughs> is, Cash Cassidy. That sounds I- like the name of some like public access game show host.
3: Or you know some um, adult film star or something, Cash Cassidy.
2: Oh, that's right, Cash Cassidy.
3: Fuck of the generation starring Cash Cassidy. (laughs) What
2: did you say?
1: And Mike's dead. Why am I the only one doing it? Why am I
3: the only one doing the talking? Anybody else want to chime in here? No, Uh,
0: no, we're enjoying you talking. I'm just going to shut up this episode, sit back, relax, get a beverage. You're doing fine.
3: (laughs) Why am I the only one doing the talking?
1: We haven't even gotten to season two yet. Because apparently
3: jason divorces sable
1: jason
3: divorces sable the francesca oh wait a minute yeah let's talk about let's go back to uh jason sable francesca and jeff let's leave fallon for a minute so philip is sterile philip can't father children
2: oh that's terrible now that was-
3: and there's a um there's a i guess a codicil in uh Uncle Cecil's will that says only uh, that this money can only be given to another Colby and Francesca is married to Philip. Philip can't have kids, but up Francesca does the Virgin Mary and out pops a baby.
2: So wait, hold on a second. Does this mean this kid is now the reincarnation of Jesus?
3: Yes, he is the reincarnation of Jesus.
2: Oh, that's amazing. Oh,
3: turns out Francesca had an affair. With Jason, oh my God, and that son Jeff of a bitch is Jason's illegitimate son. Oh no! Uh-oh. So you can imagine that Sable at this point is really pissed.
2: Oh, that son of a bitch, Jason,
3: like really, really pissed. Jason gets around, so let me think. Um,
1: and then there's Bliss falling in love with a I- dancer. Oh
3: yeah, Bliss falls in love. You know, because we can't have all of the other colby's doing shit and bliss is just doing nothing. Bliss falls in love with a russian ballet dancer. Uh,
2: wait, a russian ballet dancer and 19- he
3: wants to defect to america. All
2: that, oh, that well you know what in those days. You know it's
3: the 80s.
2: It's yeah. like it's ripped straight from the headlines.
3: Ripped straight from the headlines. Now all this just makes for really bad TV and I was somebody who gave them every benefit of the doubt I watched it all the way through the end of season one
1: so you did not see the end of season two no you did not know about the UFO
3: I did know about the UFO but I was only watching it casually and by the and by the way Fallon said that she was kidnapped by aliens and she could smell cinnamon in the um flying saucer
2: Now, hold on a second. Do you think the aliens on the flying saucer were eating, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch?
3: I was thinking more like, um, what is that uh, uh, that they sell at the uh, amusement parks? Churros. Maybe churros. Churros. I'm thinking churros. Maybe Cinnabon. 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 Oh, yeah, they do sell that at Carowind's, don't they? Cinnabon or churros. Those churros were good, weren't they?
2: now, hold on. Maybe they went to Auntie Anne's and got a cinnamon pretzel.
3: Oh, that's yummy. I just, I don't like pretzels. Not at all. What? I don't like pretzels. I mean, I'll eat them, but I don't really enjoy them. Hold I on. mean, like on airlines, when they give you pretzels, I'll eat them. But
2: what about big ass pretzels? You know, the I soft don't, pretzels.
3: don't care for those.
2: What about if you had a pretzel with mustard?
3: No, that's disgusting. No, it's not. It's great. Okay.
2: You put some like spicy so that's mustard on it. The series no. in a nutshell. So that's wait. basically
3: the series in a nutshell. Wait, Greg. So wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Hold on. There's something I gotta ask, Greg. Pretzel with mustard, and you said spicy mustard. Yeah. Bertman's, the yes. Cleveland. Oh, that's just just a thing of beauty. I love it.
2: You don't know the magic of Bertman's mustard, Kisla.
3: I'm going to hand the
0: um, earphones back to Chico, okay? <laughs> she's giving up on us. After Burton's mustard. Oh. she's like, I tap out. Pretzels, don't you? I love pretzels. Okay, well...
1: <laughs> I love pretzels.
0: Well, at least somebody in the Alexander household does. You know what her reaction was to the pretzels,
2: Chico? I heard. Oh, good for you.
0: Oh, jeez
1: all right a lot of episodes to go over and i'm only going to give the one line descriptor that imdb gives because if we were to go over all of the episodes in detail we would be here for a long long time so let's talk about talk about season one first the celebration the colby's return to bel-air from denver colorado where jason's first order of business is a press conference to address the venture between colby enterprises and Denver Carrington. Constance had given her shares of the company to Cousin Jeff because she's the only one who knows that Jason is
0: dying.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Episode 2. Conspiracy of Silence. Jeff identifies Miles' new bride, Randall, as Fallon Carrington, his ex-wife believed dead and now suffering from amnesia. He's far less interested in the return of his estranged mother, Francesca. Of course, we have appearances by John Forsyth in this episode. Understandable. Episode 3, Moment of Truth. It's Thanksgiving, and Sable makes a shocking announcement to the family. Later, Randall begins to feel more comfortable with the family, and Francesca and Jason become closer. Episode 4, The Family Album. Blake Carrington and Dominique Devereaux visit L.A. to discuss separate business ventures at Colby Enterprises. Jeff asks Blake to bring along his little boy, LB, in an attempt to jog Balan's memory. I remember that. LB, played by Ashley Mutrix, this is as far as their career ever went. A child he went, went like. probably up actually to Probably. Episode 5, Shadow of the Past. Having discovered her true name, Fallon leaves the Colby estate, and it seeks help from Dr. Paris. Adams Carrington visits L.A. to meet with Zach Powers, then demands to see his sister. Jeff finally bonds with Frankie when she almost gets thrown off a horse. Awesome, Thank you. Mar- <laughs> Monica leaves Colby Enterprises to work at Dominique's Titania Records. Episode 6. A House Divided. Fallon has accused her brother Adam of essay, but further treatment by Dr. Paris reveals the truth. Sable finds a new way to discredit Connie when she learns about the latter's secret affair with Hutch Corrigan. There's a soap opera name. But her meddling drives a wedge between herself and Jason. Of course, Hutch Corrigan, played by Joseph Campanella.
0: Not the baseball player Roy Campanella. Episode 7. The Reunion.
1: Blake, Fallon, and Little Blake are reunited. Hutch breaks off his relationship with Constance after learning about her wealth from Monica. Miles offers Fallon an annulment and catches his father confessing his love for Francesca. Episode 8. Fallen Idol. Frankie decides to return to London. Monica catches the act of blind R&B singer and wants to give him a record contract. Sable's desperate to save her marriage to Jason, but still refuses to drop her suit against Connie. Doesn't say who the blind R&B singer is, though, so cannot credit her or him. Episode nine: Jason's visit to London. It's called the letter, by the way. Jason's visit to London and Sable's trip to New York are equally fruitless. Adam Carrington has found evidence in the late Cecil Colby's files. That helped Constance's case against Sable and uncovers a disturbing secret for Jeff. Episode 10, The Turning Point. Connie recuperates after being accidentally hit by her sister-in-law's car. Sable refuses the Matisse painting Zach Powers claims he purchased for her. Miles spills the beans about Jason and Francesca to his mother. Monica and Neil Kittridge finally manage to see eye to eye in business as well as pleasure. Neil Kittridge, played by Philip Brown, known mostly for Search for Tomorrow and The Doris Day Show, and also Knox Landing. Episode 11, Thursday's Child. Sable learns that if Jeff is not a true Colby, Connie's inheritance cannot go to him. Bliss learns that Sean was spying for his Uncle Zach. Miles loses control after presenting Fallon with their marriage annulment.
2: Oh, that son of a bitch.
1: And playing Sylvia Hayward, legendary name, June Lockhart. Oh, yes. She went from Little Timmy's Caretaker to Lost in Space. Episode 12, The Pact. Fallon and Miles sign for annulment. Sable agrees not to use the letter in court as long as Jason doesn't divorce her. Dominique introduces Wayne Masterson at her club. L.B. is taken to a hospital suffering from meningitis. Wayne Masterson, I'm guessing, is the uh, blind r b singer played by Gary Morris, who's known for a role in Les Mis as Jean Valjean in the mid to late 80s. Episode 13, Fallon's Choice. L.B. pulls through his meningitis and Fallon chooses jeff instead of miles but miles no longer wants to annul the marriage sable urges miles to use philip's letter to take revenge on jeff and connie decides to return to colby enterprises instead of leaving with hutch episode 14 the trial miles cannot be persuaded from taking jeff to court francesca now lady langdon returns to la and is asked to testify Monica fires Neal after finding out he lied to her both personally and in business. She's called Lady Langdon because she married Roger Langdon, who is played by David Hedison, who is known as Felix Leiter in License to Kill and Live and Let Die.
2: And we talked about him in some previous episodes. Hold on a second. Upper Deck put out, like, a set of, like, double of seven cards, like, a couple years ago. He has a signed card in one of those sets.
1: David Hedison has yes. a signed card? Yes. Oh,
2: nice. I need to get that. I need to see how much that goes for.
1: Not the first person to play Felix Slider, by the way. That would be uh, Jack Lord and Dr. No. I learned that watching Hey Dude, by the way.
2: Wait. I never thought we'd get an excuse to talk about Hey Dude on this podcast. But you know what, considering next year we're going to do 15, I'm going to bring up Welcome Freshman, I might as well mention, what context was there? Oh, wait a minute, was that the trivia episode of uh, Hey Dude?
1: Yes, yes it was.
2: Oh, great.
1: It was the one where Jake was auditioning to be on a game show, which tapes in Arizona. I mean, I can't remember a game show that ever taped in Arizona, and I've lived there for three years.
2: And wasn't Mister Earn's son like starstruck by the model on the ship? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that he literally he broke. He,
1: uh, he went into early puberty that episode. <laughs> <laughs> episode fifteen, burden of proof. Jason declares that Jeff is his son during the trial. I remember that. Sable tells Jason she'll never forgive him and decides Zach Powers may not be so bad after all. Yeah. Miles confronts his half-brother Jeff at the Colby family retreat. Yep, totally remember that. Episode 16, My Father's House. Jeff wants to remarry in Denver, but Fallon insists on L.A. Instead, Sable sets her mind on obtaining the Colby house in the divorce settlement. Miles is shocked to find his mother has spent the night at Zach Powers' house. (laughs) Playing Harold Jessup! future it was a thing on tv hall of famer william bogert
2: oh that's terrific william bogert
1: episode 17 the outcast although she hates the fact that jeff and fallon's wedding will take place at the colby house sable still agrees to be the wedding planner dominique wants monica to rehire neil and connie gets proof from her private eye that sable is seeing
2: zach powers zach powers that son of a bitch
0: Zach Powers is trash. (laughs) Episode
1: 18, The Wedding. Blake and Stephen Carrington arrive a day before the wedding to meet with Zach Powers. Miles is once more asked to answer questions about the death of William Mahoney. Despite everything, he insists on witnessing Jeff and Fallon's second wedding. Aww. And playing Spiro Corrales in this episode, another future it was a thing Hall of Famer, Ray Wise.
2: Oh, that's right, Ray Wise, because, of course, can't mention how great he was as Leland Palmer on Twin Peaks. But, you know, he's done a whole lot of things.
1: He was the second Robin Shcherbatsky Sr.
2: That's right, he was.
1: You know who the first was?
2: Yeah, I do know who the first guy was. Eric Braden. That's right. No way!
1: He was the the first... Yeah, Victor Newman was Robin Shcherbatsky's first father, or the first person to play Robin Scherbatsky's father on How I Met Your Mother.
2: And it was a great scene, too. And it was, it was it was, a great scene.
3: It became harder and harder for him to pretend I was a boy. The lowest moment came when I turned 14. My Wee hockey team had just won the Squamish Invitational, and everyone came back to my house to celebrate. You
0: lads availed yourselves splendidly out there on the ice. Splendid. You go on outside and I come back with an assortment of soft drinks. And American pretzels. Right. <laughs> hey, I can't believe you missed that last empty net of you, hoser. You're the hoser? No, you're the hoser. What are you doing? Your teammates. Hockey players. Teammates, don't kiss! Hockey
1: players, don't kiss! Oh my God. I have no son. Episode 19, The Honeymoon. Miles has been arrested on suspicion of murder. Bliss and Sean have gone off to marry in secret. Frankie and Lord Langdon separate, and Connie invites Frankie back to the Colby house. Playing the fortune teller in this episode, Mabel King from What's Happening, y'all.
2: Oh my God, this is terrific. Mabel King from What's Happening, playing a fortune teller. This is like one of the greatest shows we've ever covered. Just off of this.
1: Episode 20 Double Jeopardy. Fallon and Jeff cut their honeymoon. Go ahead. Go ahead, Greg.
2: Is Alex Trebek going to make an appearance? No. (laughs) Oh, well, that's a shame. They should have gotten Alex to cameo in this.
1: I know. Fallon and Jeff cut off their honeymoon to help Miles. Sable tells Zach she's getting back together with Jason. Sean accuses Bliss of having used him to get at her father, and Monica continues her affair with Neil. Episode 21, A Family Affair. Jeff has been arrested on suspicion of murder. Jason offers the Carrington Oil to Zach, who finally explains his hatred for the Colby family. Francesca agrees to marry Jason once he's free, but Sable is determined to remain between them. Episode 22, The Reckoning. Jason, Frankie, and Sable travel to Greece to clear Jeff's name. Miles disappears before his hearing in court. Connie debates how to best use the evidence she has against Sable and Zach. Playing Judge Veronica Payne in this episode. I can't believe we haven't talked about this person up until now. The former Mrs. Chuck Woolery, Joanne Flug.
2: That's right. We have never talked about her on this podcast. This is the first time ever we're discussing her.
1: I'm going to tell you right now the first time I watched Match Game, I was in college. I had a bit of a crush on her. Yes, I, I realized the episodes would have been oh, what, 30 years old at the time, but come on now. Episode 23. Sable is organizing a surprise anniversary party for herself and Jason in Anniversary Waltz. Jeff helps Miles prove the evidence against him has been baked. Jason confronts Sable with his knowledge about her and Zach and still convinced Powers is behind the framing of his two boys goes to Zach's yacht to settle things playing Helen Webster, Fran Ryan from Future Entry, The Wizard.
0: Oh, in clarification, we have talked about Joanne Flug in the past. Not the best reference necessarily, but she was on Love Boat, so surely she was one of those names of every person who appeared on Love Boat that we did that one episode. I'll buy that. Episode 24, the season
1: finale, Checkmate. Sable was accidentally shot in a scuffle between Jason and Zach. Sounds like a bad episode of Power Rangers. Fallon believes she's pregnant. Feeling betrayed by Neil, Monica emotionally storms off in her private plane. Jason invites Frankie to the Dominican Republic to divorce Sable. And that is season one. We'll talk more about the show and what ultimately happened to force ABC to cancel the show right after these era appropriate messages. We'll be right back. After these messages,
2: we'll be right back. Tuesday
1: my God.
2: You've heard the rumors.
1: I've got a problem. Don't
2: look at me. I wasn't even in town that month. Now, get the facts. I'm all ears. Well, not all ears. On Moonlighting. Then, the outrageous Lionel Richie. I'm just out here living in dream. The provocative Betty White.
3: Yes, I've had a few sleepover dates.
2: The revealing Richard Pryor. No, I don't have no blank blank AIDS. The all-new Barbara Walters special. Tuesday. When you're behind the wheel in LeBaron GTS, it's nice to know GTS excelled in handling in a U.S. Auto Club test. Did 0 to 50 in 5.63 seconds. Triumphed in braking and gave BMW and Mercedes something they never expected. A driving lesson. GTS comes sensibly priced with Chrysler's protection plan. You don't drive LeBaron GTS the way USAC did. But it's nice to know you could. Chrysler. Driving to be the best.
0: Tuesday, Tony's oldest enemies in town. The
3: man can't be as bad as you remember. Oh,
0: one time you put a fist right through a plate glass window.
3: Oh, that must have hurt.
0: Yeah, it was my fist. Now it's time for true confessions. You're a priest. Who's the boss? Then... Yeah, what is it? Jack of diamonds. Thank you very much. The amazing Mike's at it again.
3: I'm only 10. What's your excuse?
0: Growing pains. Tuesday. Was the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring,
2: except Fivel the mouse. Presenting Fivel, the adorable star of Steven Spielberg's presentation of the Don Bluth film, An American Tale. Now, collect all four different McDonald's stocking ornaments featuring Fievel. Each one comes free when you buy the perfect stocking stuffer. A $5 book of McDonald's gift certificates. This holiday season, give a terrific surprise. Free Five stockings with our gift certificates inside.
3: Why ski lift tickets could be costing more this year. That story tonight.
1: Welcome back from commercials, everybody. Now we're going into season two. And if you thought season one of the Colby's was something else, child, you ain't seen
2: nothing yet. Somebody at the writer's room was storing a lot of cocaine when they came up with the storylines for season two.
1: Oh, it gets weird quickly. So Jason has been arrested. The episode name, by the way, is The Gathering Storm, episode one of season two. Jason has been arrested for an attempt to commit murder. Everybody likes to murder on this show. See, on Dynasty, all they do is fight. People die on this
2: show. Look. Once every couple weeks, you'd get a Joan Collins, Linda Evans cat fight, and that would get everyone excited. But no, everyone wants to murder each other.
1: Yes, Jason has been arrested for an attempt to commit murder. Monica is rescued after crashing her private plane. Miles meets reporter Channing Carter. Valen is afraid Miles may be the father of her unborn child instead of Jeff. We already went over why. Sable offers herself to Zach if He will testify against Jason for her. And playing Channing Carter is a new entry into the cast, Kim Morgan Green. Kim Morgan Green, known best for Mimi Land, which is sort of a short parody of La La Land. She's been in a lot of parody shorts. Her best-known actual movies are as female reporter in Soul Surfer and housewife number three in Miss Congeniality 2.
2: Housewife number three, is that like a coveted role like stripper number two on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia?
1: Not nearly as coveted as that, my friend.
2: But yeah, she is a new for season
1: two. Episode 26, No Exit. Miles tells reporter Channing he's still obsessed with Randall. Fallon tells Jeff about the baby's confused parentage. Dominique informs Monica she's selling Titania Records. Garrett, after being spurned by Dominique, leaves LA for the Colby's New York offices. Playing Lucas Carter in this episode, a future Hall of Famer if he's not a Hall of Famer already, Kevin McCarthy.
2: Just so we're clear, it's the Kevin McCarthy that we talked about in previous entry, Invitation to Hell. Not the Kevin McCarthy, who's a congressman, who just lost his Speaker of the House gig. And also, let's not forget, Kevin McCarthy played the biggest heel in UHF, or Jay Fletcher.
1: Episode 29, Jason's Choice. Sable has had an emotional breakdown and is prescribed to remain in bed for a week, causing Frankie to move out. Dominique sells Satania records to Zach Powers, enticing Monica to quit her job. Miles, Monica, and Bliss team up to ask their father to allow Sable to remain living in the Colby house. Episode 30, The Matchmaker. Sable plays Matchmaker to ensure that Miles gets his share of the family fortune. Zach encourages Sable to take her fight with Jason into the company boardroom, and Monica returns to work at Colby Enterprises. Playing Nikolai Rostov, I believe he is the dancer we talked about earlier. Adrian Paul.
2: Oh, Adrian Paul.
1: Duncan McLeod himself. Still working nowadays. He was in an episode of SWAT on CBS. Episode 29, Something Old, Something New. Miles and Channing have married in Vegas. Monica confronts Zach with her investigation involving the oil spill. Washington agrees to back Jason's IMOS space project, but sends former Senator Cash Cassidy as a liaison. Cash Cassidy, another new entry into this drama, played by James Houghton from Knott's Landing. I believe he would have left Knott's Landing to star in season two of the Colby's. Episode 30, The Gala. Sable throws a grand gala with a performance by the famed Russian dancer Nikolai Rostov. Channing becomes upset when Miles and Sable keep insisting on her having a baby. Cash Cassidy wants to rekindle his relationship with Monica, but she wants nothing to do with him. Episode 31, Bloodlines. Channing tells Miles she can't have children. In reality, she's afraid of dying in childbirth like her mother. Fallon confides in Frankie, Sable insists that Channing would visit a doctor for a second opinion, and by doing so, inadvertently uncovers Fallon's secret. And playing Adrian Cassidy is Shanna Reed, that's right, Gerald McCraney's wife on Major Dad. Episode 32, Deceptions. Jason proposes that Miles adopts a child. Sable disagrees. Jeff admits he's considered an abortion for Fallon. When Miles learns about Fallon's baby, he confronts Jeff on the rainy roof of the Colby Tower. By this point, they've recast LB. He is now played by Brandon Bloom. Episode 33, and baby makes four. Miles is so preoccupied with Fallon's baby that Channing tried to persuade Fallon to go home to Denver. Collier sneaks onto the Colby estate at night to see Bliss. Monica meets the son of Cash and Adrian Cassidy and is not knowing it's actually her own child from her affair with
2: Cash eight years later.
1: Episode 34. Bid for Freedom. Jeff and Fallon vacation at the Colby Lodge in Lake Arrowhead only to find Miles and Channing already there. Listen, Sable beg Jason to stop Nikolai from being deported, back to Russia. Episode 35. Sanctuary. Collier decides to defect with the help of Jason, but has to watch his sister be sent back to Russia. Jeff and Miles rush to get Fallon see a doctor, but Channing is working against them. Zach threatens to reveal Scott Cassidy's true parentage, but Monica inadvertently finds out before Cash can tell her the truth.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed.
1: By the way, playing Anna Rostov, Nikolai's sister, Anna Thompson who is known as Darla in The Crow and Crystal in Desperately Seeking Susan. Episode 36. Reaching out. Jason gets worried when Constance on holiday in India withdraws $2 million from her account. Zach tells Sable that Scott Cassidy is her grandchild. Miles realizes his marriage to Channing needs to be stable if he wants to claim Balan's child. Episode 37. Power Blaze Sable tries to persuade Adrian Cassidy to give up her son finds a new dancing partner for Nikolai and attends her first Colby Enterprises board meeting all of which resulted in trouble for her family members Playing Georgina Sinclair on this episode Nana Visitor from Star Trek Deep Space Nine she would actually appear in the 2017 CW reboot of Dynasty making her the first, last, and so far the only cast member to do so. I'm playing Prasad in this episode, somebody we may have talked about once already, Kavi Raz from St. Elsewhere. Episode 38, The Legacy. Jeff and Miles have discovered that Connie and Hutch have perished in a plane crash. Jason is convinced that the mysterious Hoyt Parker has something to do with it. Miles receives Connie's remaining Colby shares, as stated in her will. Sable tries to make Frankie jealous of her and Jason, while Georgina does the same to Bliss concerning herself and Colia. Playing Hoyt Parker, another legendary actor, Michael Parks. Michael Parks, sadly no longer with us, known as Texas Ranger Earl McGraw in Kill Bill Volume 1 and Kill Bill Volume 2. Episode 39, The Wrecker. At the Colby Ranch, Jason and Frankie are ambushed by a sniper. Zach gives Sable an engagement ring. Cash decides to leave Adrian, causing Scott to run away from home. And each time Colia convinces Bliss that there's nothing between him and Gina, the latter provides convincing evidence for an affair. Episode 40, Manhunt. Monica and Cash find Scott at the observatory, but the boy doesn't want anything to do with Monica. Jeff investigates Hoyt Parker to learn more about Connie's death. Colia begs Sable to fire Gina, and Erskine orders a hitman to disrupt Jason's Imos conference. John Daner plays the role of Sam Erskine in this episode. He's best known as Henry Luce, in The Right Stuff, and the commissioner in the worst sequel, before we talked about this one, Airplane 2, the sequel.
2: That's Chica's opinion, not mine.
1: Let me correct myself. The worst sequel? Mannequin 2, On The Move?
2: Okay, that's the correct answer.
1: Episode 41, All Fall Down. Cash Cassidy has taken a bullet meant for Jason and is in critical condition. Channing scolds Fallon after LB leaves his marbles on the Colby staircase. Jeff gets one step closer to finding Hoyt Parker after the latter invests $2 million in Colby Enterprises. Episode 42, Guilty Party. Fallon has fallen down the Colby stairs and the baby needs to be taken out with a C-section. Jeff gets one step closer to Hoyt Parker and learns Parker has ties to Zach Powers. Channing and Miles' marriage is saved. When LB admits it were his marbles that made Fallon trip. You know who directed this episode, Greg? Who? Roy Campanella the second. Wh- wh- what? Roy Campanella the second.
2: Wait, is this the son of Roy Campanella?
1: I would imagine so. He was born in 1948. When was Roy Campanella born?
2: Wow, oh, let me. I didn't think I'd Google search the birth of Roy Campanella, but hold on a second. November 19th, 1921,
1: and Roy Campanella the second was born in St. Paul in 1948. And oh, yep, yep, he is Roy Campanella's son. Oh my. God, hold on. We gotta get Kiesel back. Get Kiesel back she's, here. She's occupied right now. Oh my god! But here's the thing: he has a son.
2: Wait, Roy Campanella II second has a son.
1: Roy Campanella the second has a son.
2: Is his name Roy Campanella the third?
1: His name is Roy Campanella the third.
2: Oh, that's even fantastic!
1: Music producer Mike. I uh, heard.
0: Oh no! Can you
2: believe? We did not, now listen, we don't script this show. <laughs> there are some moments that are scripted, but mostly, I'd say like 95% of this is unscripted. We did not plan this. When I said Roy Campanella, I did not expect Roy Campanella's son was going to direct an episode of this. And now this has just become, I got to say this. This is bigger than Mr. Bogus. This is bigger than Scorch. In some of the best episodes we've ever done in this podcast.
1: No argument here. By the way, you know what Roy Campanella the third? His best known uh, credit is keeping up with the Kardashians.
0: Oh, I was hoping you'd say Roy Campanella the <laughs> fourth. Oh, geez. How many more of the
1: episodes do we have left? Okay, we're on episode 19 of season two, so this would be episode 43.
2: Are we on to the aliens yet? Not yet.
1: Fallon's baby. Fallon's baby is still fighting for her life, but at the same time, Jeff and Miles await the results of the paternity test. Cash wants to leave Adrian, but little Scott persuades him otherwise.
2: It's too bad this wasn't 30 years later. You could have Maury be a guest star in this episode.
1: <laughs> okay, so playing a researcher, somebody we talked about on at least two episodes Mary Cataret.
2: Oh my God. Yes.
1: Didn't think we'd ever talk about her again.
2: No, not after three's a crowd, but now she's back.
1: Episode 44 Answered Prayers. Miles and Sable find it difficult to accept that Jeff is the father of Fallon's baby. Jason and Francesca are about to get married, and Sable still hasn't signed the divorce papers. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. Bliss doesn't want to attend the wedding while Monica and Miles are opposed to Sable's plans to marry Zach. Episode 21 of Season 2, so that would be... You know what? Let's just go with that. Return Engagement. Philip Colby, the long-lost brother to Jason and the first husband to Frankie, has resurfaced and postponed the wedding of the latter two. Jeff finds proof that Hoyt Parker is an imposter, and Jason recognizes the handwriting as being that of Philip. Miles learns that Channing has been using birth control pills the whole time they have been together. So yeah, Hoyt Parker is actually Philip Colby.
2: Now I don't know what to think, Chico.
1: I don't know what to believe either.
2: My entire world has turned upside down.
1: Episode 46. Devil's Advocate. Jeff insists on signing a third of his Colby shares over to Philip. Jason visits Singapore to learn of Hoyt Parker and Philip. Colby are the same and enlists the help of another ex-husband of Frankie, Lord Langdon. Scott learns that Monica is his real mother. Oh, no. This is getting all sorts of confusing.
2: Yeah, the writers have stored so much cocaine they can't remember how all the storylines are going on.
1: Playing the role of Maya Kamara, which is met in Singapore, Bianca Jagger, model and daughter of rock royalty. Episode 47. Betrayals. Maya Kamara has identified Philip as White Parker, but Jeff and Francesca feel that Jason is being unfair to his brother. Adrian plans to move back to Washington, D.C. with Scott. Colia wants to move to New York City with Bliss as husband and wife. Episode 48. The Dead End. Jason catches Frankie and Philip in bed as the two brothers end up fighting each other on the lawn. Francesca leaves to ponder the situation on her own, Philip desperately seeks funds to pay off his debts. Zach and Sable come to the conclusion that their relationship will never work as she still longs for Jason. Aww. And it all comes to a head in episode 49, Crossroads. Jeff has saved his mother from drowning, but when Jason rushes to meet her, Frankie runs off again. Fallon is upset and seeing strange lights in the night sky. Channing tells Miles she's pregnant, but is terrified of suffering from the same fate as her mother. Zack reveals to Sable the identity of the sniper at the Colby Ranch. Sable picks up Scott from school to spend time with her grandson. Philip abducts Frankie and heads for Mexico. And Fallon is taken away by a UFO.
2: And that's the show, everybody.
1: I don't need to go over what the heck happened, but I'm going to do it anyway. When ABC scheduled the show, originally it was scheduled for Friday, but they decided to put it on Thursday instead, and in the 1985-86 season, that's where it aired. Thursday nights at 9 o'clock. It was a replacement for the cancelled previous entry, Lady Blue. I thought Greg had something to say there. But
2: oh, yeah, Lady Blue. Yeah, that big piece. Yep.
1: Starring Jamie Rose and her really long, really big Magnum 357. Oh, yeah. But the same thing that happened to Lady Blue happened to the Colbys because it was up against Simon & Simon on CBS at least ...for the beginning of the show... ...and Cheers and Night Court on NBC.
2: Yeah, you're not going to beat Cheers... ...or Night Court.
1: According to TVRatingsGuide.com... ...there were 82 regular shows... ...on television during 1985 and 1986. The Colbys did do better than Lady Blue... It did a lot better than Lady Blue. It was actually 34th. It was tied for 34th with Give Me a Break on NBC and the Sunday Night Movie on ABC. So as crazy as that ended up being, they decided to give the show another season. They did not move it from its Thursday nights at 9 slot. So it would be facing Cheers and Night Court again. And then it would be facing Knott's Landing. It did not fare any better. It could not beat Knott's Landing and it could not beat NBC's 1-2. But perhaps the bigger problem, and this is perhaps one of the sticking points that You know, comes with a show that involves Barbara Stanwyck, Charlton Heston, and a whole lot of other Hollywood bigs. Each episode costs approximately $1 million to make. Making this show one of the most expensive TV series of the 1980s.
2: And that's a million dollars in mid-80s money.
1: Imagine what would happen if they actually got who they really wanted, Bert Lancaster for Jason Colby, Katherine Hepburn for Constance Colby, and Faye Dunaway for Sable Colby.
2: Well, you know what? If this was today, and you put it on Netflix or Prime Video or whatever, I bet you could get those three.
1: But you know who else they were looking at for uh, Sable Colby? Susanna York and Diana Rigg. Diana Rigg would return to television, obviously, in uh, later seasons of Game of Thrones. I mean, we all remember that epic scene she had. I want you to find whoever and tell them it was me.
2: Look, I'm just waiting for season two of House of the Dragon only for Matt Smith. And that's it.
1: So, yeah, the writing was, for lack of a better phrase nuts all over the place and when they called the show dynasty 2 the producers knew okay we're not even making a secret of we're trying to take our best program on the network and basically make a clone of it it didn't come up with anything new or fresh and it was way too pricey to produce a season 3 So, ABC decided after two seasons to let it go on that cliffhanger. But there was a little bit of resolution, shall we say, from Truth by Consensus Wikipedia. Jeff and Fallon were immediately reintroduced into Dynasty during that series' eighth season premiere, The Siege Part 1, in order for her to recover from her alien abduction experience, though Jeff disbelieves her sable now divorced from jason who is still involved with frankie who survived the car crash and monica who no longer had contact with her ex-lover cash or their son scott reappeared on dynasty for the series's ninth and final season in 1988 and 1989 also it's revealed that monica and her twin miles might not have been jason's children as Sable had been essayed around the time they were conceived. Miles, who refers to Jeff as his half-brother, leading to the assumption that Jason was his, and Monica's father after all, later appears in the 1991 miniseries Dynasty The Reunion, reunited with Fallon, and participates in Jeff's rescue from the Consortium. The Jeff Fallon-Miles love triangle is finally resolved as Fallon leaves Miles for Jeff once again and is loosely implied that Miles becomes involved with Sammy Joe, played by Heather Locklear. The Colbys was released on DVD thanks to our friends at Shout Factory. You can buy them wherever DVDs can be sold. However, this show is not available for streaming, not even in the usual spot. So if you want to watch the Colbys, you have to find the box set. So what can we say? The Shapiros and Aaron Spelling tried to clone Dynasty, hoping they would find the next Dynasty. Unfortunately, all they did was find another thing on TV. So guys, what can I say except... It's time for This Weekend Match Game Hollywood
0: Squares Hour History! Oh, Mike! That was a beautiful segue. You're welcome! Hit the music! It's time for This Weekend Match Game Hollywood Squares Hour History! This week, there wasn't much going on in terms of gameplay. This week, the focus is on celebrities. We're talking about week six, the first full week of December of 1983. We have Fred Grandy, Martha Smith, our favorite, McLean Stevenson for the first time, Edie McClurg, another one of our favorites, Michael Winslow, Charlie Siebert, Karen Witter, and oh. I hate saying this mr black
2: you know the original mr black
0: big chin one so yeah there's nothing in terms of gameplay that was like fascinating this week just uh, some premieres of some big celebrities mclean michael winslow master black back to you to wrap up the episode chico Well, that'll do
1: it for this episode. Remember, you can catch the dynasty full of previous episodes over at com. We have all of our mini-sodes, all of our live watches, all of our...
2: Yes, all of our...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did not rehearse the ending. <laughs> You know one of the things that is not scripted? The ending. Also, we're on all social media at Instagram threads Mastodon It Was A Thing On TV, except for Facebook, where we are at It Was A Thing On TV Podcast. If you want to follow us on Mastodon, remember to search for us at It Was A Thing On TV at tvwatch.party Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, wherever fine podcasts can be streamed, either at Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Audible, YouTube, If you do go the YouTube route, please help out the channel by liking our videos, subscribing, sharing, and hitting the notification bell so you can stay informed on all future uploads, including what we have coming up next time. And next time, it's a classic Reborn, believe it or not.
2: Oh, yes. This is the most anticipated episode in the history of the podcast. And let me just say, I got many, many questions just about the opening sequence of this show.
1: You have many questions. Hopefully we have answers. But before we take our leave of you, it's time for a special announcement.
0: Around November every year, you know that we do our viewers choice episode where we let you, the listeners, pick a show that we're going to cover in a couple of weeks we delayed it until december this year because of the doctor who celebration
2: and let's be honest we're probably going to have it december permanently from now on
0: so each of us has picked a series that you can vote on and where is the voting going to be held is that going to be on facebook it's not going to be on x twitter we know that much
2: well we're going to have a combo we're going to have it on facebook and we're also going to have it on Thread. So we're going to combine the voting.
0: And I've picked an episode. Greg's picked an episode. Tico's picked an episode. My submission for the Viewer's Choice episode is something that was on BBC about 10 years ago and uh, didn't last terribly long. But I thought it was kind of interesting, revolutionary, and even a reinventing of a classic TV show. I am picking That Puppet Game Show. All right. That's a solid
1: pick. I am picking a show that was on NBC, filled with a whole lot of talent, but it only lasted one season. I am going with the original Gary David Goldberg.
2: Classic? Sarah. Oh, with Gina Davis and Bronson Pinchell and Alfred Woodard and Bill Maher and Mark Hudson of the Hudson Brothers. God, why do you have to mention the Hudson Brothers?
0: It was going to happen eventually. Greg, what's your declaration?
2: Well, I'm going to pick a show so legendary that has lived on in my mind for 30 years. I'm talking about The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. with the great Bruce Campbell. You won. We're not even going to bother with the voting.
0: <laughs> Listen. Well, no, well, well no. we're going to continue with the voting.
2: You who never knows? know what's going to happen. Yeah, who knows? Sarah could win because, hey, Beetlejuice 2's coming out next year.
0: That wasn't really the way I was going. It could be that puppet game show for all we know, but we'll leave it to you, the listeners, to decide what we're going to talk about in two weeks. It'll be the episode that debuts on the 21st of December. So you got a little bit of time to vote. We're going to open the voting as you hear this, and we're going to keep the voting open at least until Friday. So at least four days. I think we might even be able to keep it open for another week on top of that, but we know you guys are going to get your votes in early There's no reason for us to keep the voting open 11 days, but we'll keep it open long enough where if you hear this within a reasonable amount of time, you'll be able to vote. So go do that at either our Facebook page or the Threads page, and we'll combine the votes. And you could even vote at each site once. So if you want to stuff the ballot box with votes for Sarah, you're an insane person, but you can do that.
2: But hold on, it would give us an excuse to talk about Bronson Pinchot.
1: Well, here's the thing. We're going to cover the other two shows sometime next year anyway. But whoever wins, we're going to cover later this month.
0: And we don't need an excuse to talk about Bronson Pinchot. We could talk about Bronson anytime we want. Oh, good. Yeah, we don't need to talk about him because we're going to talk about Sarah. No, it's Bronson Pinchot. So get voting. Thank you very much for voting, and uh, good luck to uh, each of our entries. Even yep. though I agree with Chico, Frisco County Jr. is going to win. <laughs> but we'll find out what actually wins in
1: the weeks to come right here on It Was a Thing on TV. Thank you ever so much for listening. Please be kind to one another, and we will see you for the next one. Happy birthday,
0: Kesla! Wow. Guys? i have another declaration greg i want to play my money in the bank oh my god
3: ladies and gentlemen mike is cashing in his money in the yeah you get how this works
2: all right mike what is it you picked ready for this
0: okay just for a little background for any new listeners or any listeners that don't know my birthday will be coming up in about three months, and I have decided what show I want to cover for that episode, and as Greg and Chico can see, I'm actually holding the DVD of it right here. They can't see what the title is. I'm I'm holding it on the side, so it just looks like an empty uh, case.
1: It looks like a Nintendo Switch game.
0: Yes, I'm covering a Nintendo (laughs) Switch game. We're going to be talking about Super Mario Wonder in March. No, no. What I have here, this is a series from uh, 1988, 13 episodes, and really, I think the best way of describing it is, it's a cartoon, but what happens when you take a segment from a late night TV show from about uh, seven years earlier, six years earlier, and turn it into a Saturday morning cartoon, you get the completely mental misadventures of Ed Grimley. Yes! 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 Let's go! I I seriously did not expect Chico to be so excited about this. So yes, I have in my hands, as Chico and Greg can see, the DVD uh, set for the uh, Completely Mental Misadventures of Ed Grimley. We'll see how this translated because, I'm sorry, a Saturday morning cartoon show... With a late night TV character from like five, six years earlier? Does it make the translation? Was this meant for college kids or even adults? Who knows? We'll see in uh, three months from now. So there you go. There's my money in the bank.
2: You know what makes me have the urge to get a portrait of Pat Sajak on my wall?
1: Well, that would be just fine, I must say. Uh-oh.